I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Necrophilia. Oh, hi. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Necrophilia. Guys, I've just gotten the word. This is completely unrelated, okay? For Christmas this year, we'll be doing a potato bar. That is dinner, and I'm very excited about that. Just like a bunch of accoutrements for potatoes? Yeah, all kind of potatoes, uh, all the fixings. It's like an ice cream bar, but it's a potato. Wow. Anyways, we we are are starting a cult. Starting a cult. Yeah, it's Grant up Jake, and Mitch is here. That is true. We're here, we're present, we're accounted for, and we're doing another episode. Luckily, it is not about a fucking creepy, sex-crazed magician who likes to funnel down fecal matter as if it is pot brownies. Dude, we gotta stop bringing him up, man. We're just gonna keep him in our minds. It's hard not to. This dude has burrowed himself into my skull. Anywho, I got a quick question to pose for the fans out there. What do you need? Okay. We asked this before about drugs, all right? And I'll, you can keep this completely anonymous. You can make a fake email if you need to uh, and let us know. Or like a fake account and comment and let us know. Startacult at gmail.com. Um, Mitch, we were talking about necrophilia and just how strange it is. Is anybody out there listening to this an actual necrophiliac? Let I feel like know. even if they made a separate account, they would not be willing to... To, to volunteer that info. Well, let us know. Who knows? I mean, yeah, I don't know any necrophiles as much as I... As long as far as I know. I was going to say, we actually might, because you never know. Like the, You know what I mean? They might not just advertise that info out there. No, it is true. But I'm sure there's some out there. You know what happens. I don't know what how common it is. And I want to know what the fuck's wrong with you. So let me know. You know, send us a message. Anywho... We're not going to be talking about that today. We might, you know, it might come up. We, you know, we'll see what it happens. It already has. Yeah, anything's possible. I don't know what kind of day we're thinking of having, but we'll see. We are going to be talking about some more cryptids today. Just a little hodgepodge, a bunch of them. Yeah. Cause but you got a little deep dive, don't you? I wouldn't even call it that. It's more of like a, I, I, I'm in up to like the knee. You know, I got my feet in, like I'm dangling, I'm kind of kicking around. That's commitment, yeah. It's not like a full-on dive. Like I, you know, I didn't read any books. Or it's not like in your things. nose or anything. Yeah. But I will say, yeah, I went a little bit more than just like you know attributes. I kind of it's interesting because I I have not really done the research myself either. So it was kind of fun to do that. But today we're going to be having a good old conversation about weird, possibly not real, possibly real animals or creatures that may or may not exist. There you go. How about that, that? That'll be today. And I want to start this episode by saying, I mean, I hope you're you're prepared because you know we'll be talking about things that I'm assuming you you might not know, uh, or you might not at least be super well informed on. Um, but you know, just to just be ready because I'm sure it'll circle back to Bigfoot at some point. Oh, it has to. He's the ultimate cryptid. It typically does. Yeah, he is the Michael Jordan of cryptids. He truly is. The most well-known that's ever existed. Let's say Mothman is like Scotty Pippen, wouldn't you say? You know, I think that's a fair fair guess. Let's like, assign, he's up there. yeah, let's just like assign cryptids to, to sports players. Okay. Um, what's his name? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, my God. What was the name of that, that fucking 
the bat rapist. Oh, Popa Bow Wow. Yeah, dude, the Popa Bow Wow is um, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he raped. Yeah, that and he's fucking... still playing in the in the league. It's crazy. Yeah, if you if you can get away with it, he's they don't he's care. on my fantasy team. I mean, he's fucking up. He's as old. long as you're rich enough and you can like hide it enough, then people don't care. But that's Just like a, with the Pope of Bawa. That's know. a whole other conversation. That's a whole other day. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got a a little bit of a I wouldn't I don't I hesitate to call it a, a deep dive. Because it's not quite, but it, it's, you know, it's going to give you some info. Well, do you have, like, other ones to talk about, too? Because I have, like, just, I have, like, four or five. Yeah, things. I have a couple, uh, j- just more so in name than anything. Yeah. And kind of, like, a brief description of, like, you guys believe this? That's exactly what I have, yeah. But, yeah, so why don't you start? Start us off with something hot. All right. Something hot, you say. Yeah, something right. hot. And we got the Magician's Monster. Okay. All right, he's a mythological cryptid purported to be living in the forest Around Castle Frankenstein. How about that? Oh. It's outside of Darmstadt, Germany. Ooh, okay. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does. Uh, yeah, apparently a physical description of the monster, you know, they, they're sparse throughout history. But like his counterpart in various body parts, wait, in Sh- like his counterpart in Shelley's novel, right? You know, Frankenstein. Uh, he's said to have been stitched together from various body parts and brought to life with a lightning bolt. Really? So very similar to Frankenstein. Apparently, it's an actual thing. Like it's an actual cryptid. Really? Not just a story. Yeah. Okay, so it's like monster. a real thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Apparently, there was like an, a, a historical alchemist who did experiments in the castle named Johann Conrad Dippel. Johann Conrad Dippel, you Dippel. say? Yeah. D-I-P-P-E-L. Oh. P-P. PP, you say. PP, I say, and I'll say it again. Wait, say it again. Say it again. PP. PP. I think it's PP. I like that. That's intriguing. Yeah, according to the stories, uh, a magician was supposed to have lived in the castle and used parts of a corpse from the cemetery in the valley to create a monster, which he put in uh, the castle prison. And then one day in November, the monster broke out of the prison, killed its creator, and fled into the forest where it lives to this day. He lives alone, enemy of all people. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's he's a loner. He's a lone wolf. McQuaid, he's out in the woods. Yeah. Scavenging for berries and other meats, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, because of his loneliness, the monster grabs little children who wander in alone to the forest and drags them back to his hideaway. There he plays with them until he becomes bored, and then he dips the unfortunate children into boiling water and then eats them. Wait, how does he boil water? He, you know, stuff. He... he uh, maybe he got acquainted with fire. Maybe it's not much like the the movie or the book. Because doesn't he hate fire, Frankenstein? Yeah, Frankenstein he like, despises fire. He so hates it. He's just like, uh, what is that, Jason? Wait, no. Jason Freddy. Water. Freddy. He's like Freddy. But no, I guess he gets boiling water and he just dips him in like some sort of fine like Asian cuisine. He just kind of gives him a good dunking, and then that's like that's that. Just a little spurts. Yeah, you just want enough to change the color on the outside. Just so got the raw, chewy middle you know so does he eat them yeah okay yeah i that, that was my assumption but that's after he plays with them but then he gets bored you know and then he eats them i i, I was under that assumption just based on the cooking aspect but uh okay you know i i kind of get that it could be like a form of like i don't know like we're preserving the body in a way Okay, can you can you describe him one more time for me? I want to picture this in my mind. It's eye. literally just Frankenstein, dude. It's just, it, he fucking is a, a monster made of stitched together parts from a cemetery nearby, and he became alive from a lightning bolt. Wow. It is Frankenstein, but it's apparently I don't know if the apparently it like predates Mary Shelley's story, and it, as the magician's monster. Hey, perhaps that's where she got the idea. Perhaps know? I would hope so. If not, that is just an insane coincidence. <laughs> She's like, "Would this be a great idea?" And then, like, "Oh fuck, this! Wow, what are like, the odds?" <laughs> just imagine Mary Shelley at like a fucking like a a party, and they just like tell her this crazy story. She's like, "Wow, that's insane!" You know, I had this idea, and then she just tells the same story right back to him. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, that's what like I just that's said. what I just said." She's like, "No, I." No, you you wouldn't understand. No, no, no but this is a book. Then she becomes immortal in the in the world of literature. Yeah, good for her, man, I good guess. Good for her, man. Magician's monster. How about that? 
I, I kind of like that. It's it's a fun name too because it's just like a myth. It's almost mythical. Yeah. It's like it's humanoid, the undead. Monster. I wonder. I mean, yeah, that that definitely falls into the category, but like, it's human, you know, like it in its in a sense humanoid. It's human. So, is a zombie if they were real? Is a zombie a cryptid? Yeah, they got those down in uh, in Florida, you know, bath salts. Well, yeah, that was that was just like a crazy cannibal monster, man. Navi hates bath salts. He doesn't, dude. He gets really upset when you talk about drugs or any form of zombie. He's jumping on your chair. Yeah, he's real amped up right now. I don't know he's what he's amped about. Is. The Frankenstein. Yeah, come here. He let shares let me, my love of cryptozoology. No, that's my laptop. Get your paw off there. If I could ever have an actual like career. In cryptozoology, I would take it in a heartbeat. You probably can. I mean, you, you'd probably have to bring like a a flank steak of like Bigfoot's tit or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, well at that point, where does the flank steak come from? On the on the body, do we know this? Are you a butcher? I don't. If Mitch. I had to make butcher? a guess, it'd probably oh. be somewhere in the. I don't know. I don't even have a guess. Who was that guy who was like the cannibal who lied about it? And he was like, uh, he was like, the best part is the the breast meat, unlike a human. Oh yeah, who was uh, that guy? We covered him. I completely Alfred forgot. Packer? His... Yeah, Alfred Packer. Alfred. Or yeah, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred sorry. Packer. He's, he's not Alfred. Yeah, he loved the the breasts, but not in the way that people normally do. Who doesn't? Though? Yeah, I know. Who doesn't like a good fucking? Nice hunk of breast meat. I look at mine every day. Um, but yeah, so that's the magician's monster. I got a quick little bite here for us. Um, this one, bear with me. I'm not sure how you would pronounce this, okay? The Minhokoa. The Minhokoa? Minhokoa. The Minhokoa. Sounds like a type of, um, uh, like a Chevy. Ooh, take a you guess. You know, it at sounds what, like a Chevrolet. Take a guess at what kind of cryptid this is, because I'll tell you what. There's two answers, and I'll accept two different. Is, is it responses. a goblin and a fairy? No, 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 no. What no. is it? It's a fish or a worm. <laughs> I, did someone like see an eel one day? And like <gasps> cryptid. So it's a Brazilian folklore story that dates back hundreds of years to the 19th century. Because it's not entirely like hundreds, but you know, it's uh, it's there. We can it, count that. There is a hundred in there. Um, so the French naturalist Augustine Saint Hilaire described it in December of 1846. So it's, we're in the right month. You know, it's the perfect time. Wow, this is so scary. Um, so he described that he saw this in Padre Aranda and the Faya Lakes, and uh, these creatures were known to drag horses and other cattle off the shore and into the water. This is what they, that's what they would eat. Oh my God, it's like Lake Baikal. Yeah. And he got the name from the Minhoca, the Minhoca, which is Portuguese for the word earthworm. Right? All right. Okay. I'm learning stuff. So the things that they describe, it's very, very long. Okay, we're talking 20, possibly upwards of even 80 meters long. Oh, you're talking Minhoca. Yeah, you're talking oh, yeah. some length there. Um, so here's the deal. Are you guys ready? You guys ready for this? It's kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. They have a visible mouth, and it doesn't typically rise to the surface of the water. And what it, how it does, how it catches its prey. Okay, let me paint Feeds, a picture. Yeah. So you're, you're going across the water, like shallow water with a horse. It would grab the horse by the belly and pull it under, as opposed to, like, the neck. Ooh. Like, disembowel it? Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what I learned uh, recently is the the word eviscerate means to like disembowel. Well, yeah, Isn't you, that yeah. I didn't know that. Evisceration. Isn't life just hilarious? You just learn stuff. You do pick up on things quite often. Yeah. So this this thing is eviscerating horses. Oh, it is. Um. So this fucking guy, it's been pretty much decided. I mean, obviously it's a cryptid, so there's no tangible evidence of it existing. But it's been decided that it would be more of a fish. It looks like an earthworm in that sense. It's long and kind of juicy, I guess, if you will. It's a fish. It it's is, a fish. It's not an earthworm. It's a fish, but it, it looks similar to that of a fish. Um, so anyway, in 1878, the German naturalist 
Dr. Fritz Muller. Um, he summarized the accounts by a lot of these residents that were like local to the area. And it turns out um, that there's a lot of weird shit going on, right? Other people were claiming that not only was this happening, that cattle were being disemboweled and taken, but they were also seeing 50-foot earthworms that were just huge. They were just enormous. Like, they are insanity personified. Like, where's, okay? where's the girth level? Because I'm picturing, like, a 50-foot earthworm, but it's just still the same girth, like a pencil. Uh, no, a couple yards, like, wide. Wow, so it's, it's like the Alaskan bullworm. And believe it or not... Uh, they were covered in bones, like they weren't slimy. Oh my god! Like, like as it's like that naturally, or like it's wearing the the bones of its prey, or I, I, they don't like, really, it has like an armor. It's they dressing don't, up. They don't say entirely, but it's fucked up. You don't want to see it. I promise wow. you. So I kind of want to see it. They said that it was responsible for uprooting trees and leaving enormously deep trenches. And then they obviously prefer to live in more damp conditions, okay? Yeah. Um, the lack of sightings was actually explained uh, by the Minhoka, and they were having uh, what they called retiring habits. That what? means, you know, they, they didn't like to be spotted. They'd hide. They oh. didn't want to be around people. I thought that meant, like, they start going golfing a lot and, like, early bird specials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too? Yeah. No, All they right. love a good early bird special. Yeah, 4.30. 4.30 dinner. 4.30. Um, a claim that came earlier than this uh, said that the creature had a snout like a pig. Um, some Thank even you. said that it had horns. Two horns, like a, like goat horns, you know? Yeah, I'm picturing like how I would draw this, and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much what they've decided is that they think... It could be uh, like a sighting of an extremely large lungfish. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, it looks fucking crazy. Dude, I was just at the aquarium and I saw some lungfish and I didn't want to see them anymore. Dude, they're wicked looking. That's they, exactly what I thought. They're like, very strange. No more of that. Uh, they're very thick and girthy and weird. They got lungs or something. I don't know what it is with them. Can they breathe above water? Is that their whole thing? Lungfish? I don't believe so. What the fuck? Why is it called a lungfish? Yeah, that I don't know. Uh, but it's obviously, it's never been confirmed that the Minahokoa or Minahokoa uh, truly exists. All that we know is that there's been sightings uh, up from the 1800s. And it's it's not as prevalent today, but it's still part of the folklore over there in Brazil. Wow. So how about that? Giant earthworm. That. Giant yeah. earthworm. You got a lot of giant, like, uh, tubage over there. I am the like, tube. South America. Remember that, our, that, that episode where we were talking about the snakes? Mm-hmm. And you were like, they're fucking 70 miles long. And then we corrected I think it was like, it was still pretty crazy. It was like a football field or some shit. Yeah, it's like, it's still, it's still big. It's just not what I wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good for, good for them. Yeah, I like I like things that are like extremely large because it's like, oh fuck, what do you do with this guy? You know? Yeah, it's like where do you put him? You want large, dude? How about the uh, ahool? The ahool. The ahool or the athol? The, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's a winged cryptid. Uh, some some portrayed the creature as a giant bat, while others claim it's a flying primate. Look at this thing. Look at a picture of that guy. Holy shit. It's a fucking, just an angry monkey with wings. Dude, that that is the Popa Bawao reincarnated. Yeah, a picture of it. But yeah, the description, it's said to live in the deepest parts of the jungles in Java and can be found across most of Indonesia. So it's an Indonesian flying primate. Okay. With red eyes. It kind of looks like just the Asian version of Mothman. Honestly, from this picture. I, I don't can know. see that a little bit. You know bit. what I mean? Let me see it again. Let me pull up the ahool. Look at this me, guy. Let me look at him one more time. Look at him. Stare into his eyes. I like that that guy in the background is like trying to fight him. He's, He's like, oh, God. Someone yeah. has to do something about this <laughs> giant This beast. is a problem we have to solve. No, that is a fucked up problem. No, it is. Apparently, subspecies can be found on nearby islands of like uh, well, the nearby island of New Guinea in the form of the Ropen. Oh, the Ropen. An assumed cousin of the ahool. <laughs> the assumed cousin, but apparently it has like a longer snout and larger wings and a long thin crest. I don't know. The ahul though has a distinct face that has features of both chimpanzees and bats. Dark, 
Large dark eyes, red skinned wings, large claws on its forearms, and is covered in gray fur. Okay. It has a wingspan of 18 to 28 feet. Holy shit, dude. That's big. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That's like one of those like California condors. They have like the crazy wingspan. Yeah. It's like yeah. the size of a school bus. It's like, Jesus uh, I don't want to see that thing. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's three to 4.5 times the size of the largest bat known to man. Wow. The, the, is, the flying fox is apparently is, the largest bat known to man. The large I'm looking that up. The flying fox. I want to know flying what that's fox. all about. I gotta i I'm gonna find out the details. This is crazy monkey bat. This is The, the monkey more I bat look at I it, like the more I'm I'm disturbed. I like it, but I don't I'm not interested because <laughs> it's <laughs> scary. It's scary. It is scary, dude. Apparently there were some sightings too. In nineteen twenty five, naturalist Dr. Ernst Bartels a uh, son of a noted ornithologist, E.M.G. Bartels. Uh, he was exploring a, a waterfall on the slopes of the Selleck, Salek, maybe? Like Tom Selleck, but it's A. Oh, yeah, the Tom Selleck Mountains. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Tom Selleck's backyard. Yeah, where he's watering his lawn during a drought. Uh, yeah, so those mountains. When a giant unknown bat, the Ahul, flew directly over his head. And that's that's really the end of the encounter. Apparently, in 1927, like two years later, around 11:30 p.m., the same guy encountered the Ahul again, and Bartels was laying in bed inside his thatched house, close to. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce this. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. It's Tjidjenkul River. It's T J I D J. E N K O L River. It's it's in Western Java. It's in Indonesia. Oh yeah, it's one yeah. of those impossible to pronounce things. He was listening to the sounds of the jungle. All right, so Bartel suddenly heard a very different sound coming from almost directly over his hut. Uh, apparently, it was loud and clear cry, like to utter a hool. So that's where it gets his name. That's what it sounds like. That's kind of they named it after the sound it makes. I like that's that. Badass. A hool. That's sick. They don't even have a better way to describe it. They're like, it just, it said its name, you know? Like, yeah. that was who it was. Dude, this guy's fucking awesome. I'm I'm curious. I wonder, is there a possibility that this was just like a giant bat, and he was just, like, confused? Like, three to four times bigger than the largest one known to man. Hey, maybe. And it looks like a, a gorilla. Maybe it was like a thunderbird or some weird shit. <laughs> why, why is every fucking cryptid that flies just everyone's just like that's yeah, a probably a thunderbird it's like how many thunderbirds are everywhere in the world i think th- like why is <laughs> i think that's like one of the more digestible cryptids it's like ah it's just a, a massive bird yeah that could be real it just makes you think of like late 70s rock that's all it is you're like dude is that fucking thunderstruck by acdc it's like oh wait that makes me think of like the sickest camaro on the block oh dude, <laughs> you know a nice fucking lime green cadillac dude it's fucking sick spoiler i got a spoiler on the back Oh, yeah, nice fucking spoiler. rimmed out spoiler. But no, it's, uh, it's not seats. a Thunderbird. It's not a Thunderbird. It's a flying Gorilla Grant. Okay, so. It's huge. The aerodynamic power, I guess, that it would take to just let that thing fly is truly astonishing. The fact that a gorilla with a wingspan of, tw- what, 22 to something feet? Was it 22 feet? Or did I make that yeah, up? Yeah, let's see. What, what was it? Is, yeah, yeah, here, wait a minute. God, fuck, I lost it. Was it was a crazy number. It was, it was 18 enormous. to 28 feet, or oh, okay. 6 to 9 meters. Okay, so it's big as fuck is, is really the, the bottom line here. That's what yeah. we're getting at. Um, did, wow. you, did you pull up a picture of the, of the flying fox? I did. I looked. It just looked like a fat bat. Yeah, well, it's, it. it's three to four and a half times bigger than that. It picture- and it's a monkey. What the the flying fox or the no, no the ahool no yeah, ahool the, um, the Java ahool that thing is cool. I wonder, is there any like update on when the most recent sighting of that would have been on this site that I'm looking at right now, cryptidsfandom.com. It says 1927. Okay, at 11:30. No date past that. It's just in this year at 11:30 p.m. You know what's funny though is I I find that almost more intriguing because it's like even if it's not necessarily a cryptid, 
Dude, my chair has a mind of its own right now. It's Is it beeping, beeping. on its own? I didn't even touch it. I didn't even touch the button. Oh, he is, in fact, touching it. <laughs> How weird. Okay. Um, but anyhow, it's weird that um, when cryptids have sightings, you know, forever, for hundreds of years, it's like, okay, so you mean to tell me that there's like a weird creature out there that just keeps replicating itself or somehow it has immortal powers and we haven't seen it? But with something like the Ahul... It makes you think, because it's like, it's just a weird, like a one-off, you know? Maybe it's like a mutated fucking monster. Maybe. Or, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe it's some weird cross species that was, like, made in a lab somewhere. And, you know, that's why we haven't seen it in a hundred years, because there's only the one. Yeah, maybe it came from Frankenstein's castle again. Yeah, maybe they made it. He started, like, you know, sewing together pieces of animals from zoos. I don't pretend to know the secrets of that, but... I will tell you this, I'm interested in the Ahul, and I wonder if, I wonder, I bet you, I would bet dollars and donuts that that thing existed at one point in time. A flying monkey? Oh, definitely. Well, there, there is, the. aren't there flying monkeys? I mean, yeah. Maybe not with bat wings. I was going to say, I don't think they actually have, like, wings, you know? No, well, they have, like, little flaps under their arms, they can jump from trees, sail on over to other ones. Yeah, like flying squirrels and, and they're Yeah, they're like the size of a Coke bottle. That, yeah, I guess that's a fair fair criticism there. But this one's crazy. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I like the Ahul. He's fun. Yeah, the Ahul's great. What about you? Um, So I'm going to move into something very similar. This one is it's very hard because it it's another one of these like one-off little things, and it's very localized. Um, It's called the Bukit Tima Monkey Man. Okay? Wow. Okay. The Monkey Man. Uh, Bukit Tima? Uh, Bukit Timah. I don't know if that's like a place or not. It's in Singapore. Oh, yeah, it's in uh, the Bukit Timah region of Singapore. Okay, okay. all right. Um, and for the purposes of this, uh, I'm just going to call it the BTM because I don't want to keep repeating that. Or maybe I'll just call it the Monkey Man, you know? Monkey You'll know Boy. what I mean. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's weird because this is a monkey... It's like a weird monkey-man hybrid, okay? But it's not quite a Bigfoot. It doesn't have the qualities of a Bigfoot. It's smaller in size. It's about three to six feet tall, give or take. That's a big range. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's more human in that aspect, okay. you know? All right, yeah. Um, so the sightings are, like, incredibly rare. Uh, the majority of them just come from the local folklore, uh, but there are actually some from Japanese soldiers during World War II. Oh, shit. And um, obviously, yeah, like they have like local residents of the area that on very, very, very rare occasions had seen it. But that was about it. Um, the first sighting appeared in 1805. And the most recent was a little bit over a decade ago in 2007. Damn. Um, basic description we got here. Uh, it's a hominid-like, grayish in color, mixed between a monkey and a man that stands at about three to six feet tall, and it walks on two legs. Um, every sighting has taken place in the Bukituma region, okay? Um, it's Which I find interesting, because it's never ventured past that. There's nowhere else that it's spotted, and it's not... It, it doesn't move. It doesn't travel. Yeah, okay? and it's been like over 200 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2007, multiple sightings were reported in the Singapore tabloid entitled The New Paper. The New Paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New Paper on the block. Um, in 2008, the Chinese language paper, the Xinmin Daily News, also reported the BTM. So how about that? Interestingly enough, it's making its rounds. It's relevant. Now, what you might be asking... Does the, is this just a monkey? Is it just a monkey? That's kind of what I was thinking, but I, I, I'm waiting for you to convince me. They've taken it into account. There is a monkey local to the Bukitima Nature Reserve, and that is called the crab-eating macaque, or macaque, or what? Crab-eating macaque. M-A- Don't you hate when that happens? M-A-C-A-Q-U-E. Crab-eating macaque. Yeah. Um... So they run into these cock eaters on occasions, okay? Mitch is dying right now. 
they share. Listen to this, okay? They share the same color, right? They've got that gray little hue yeah, yeah. on them. The crib um, even macaques. But they're way smaller. They're only 38 to 55 centimeters max. Uh, the BTM is 1 to 2 meters. So how how do you think about that? With just the height differential there, it's hard to fuck that up. No, it is. And the difference here is the, the eaten macaque monkey, he has a monkey face. He's a monkey. Yeah. The, the BTM has a more humanoid face, like... Very distinctive human features that you know monkeys don't have. He's got like a cleft chin, and like he cut himself shaving. Yeah, he's a monkey. Kind of he's thing. not a monkey. He's a man. He's yeah. a monkey man. Um, but the, what I find interesting about the BTM is that the sightings are so rare and they're so like localized that it's kind of hard to to deny that. Obviously, yes, it's folklore. Uh, it falls into the cryptid category, but it it, it is like of, a weirdly specific thing to like maintain for two hundred years. Yeah, in and, this one place, it's like there could be stories about it, but it's like it's weird. And I like it. the The thing that I find the most interesting about the BTM, the Monkey Man, is that there's two different camps of believers. Okay, um, the I guess what you'd call the more rationally realistic side. They say, think it's a crab-eating macaque. Well, they they think that it might be a uh, yeah a, a cock grabber that um, looks human and might be a little bit large, and you know it's just a population of monkey that shares this weird similarity in look. Um, but the more folklore version of this tale says that it's one singular monkey man and he's immortal. And he has been there forever. Who does that sound like? The yeah, the, I don't even. I'm not even going to try to say it again. I've said it enough. The bucket, whatever the fuck, bucky. I don't fucking. Know. I was thinking Bigfoot. Well, yeah, but th- th- it's a small Bigfoot that isn't. He doesn't have like the girth of a Bigfoot. Yeah, he and just, he's like settled down in this Indonesian town. Yeah, it's a monkey that lives in one local area in like this forest preserve area, and. He just he just is. He doesn't like fuck with people. He's just present, you know. Yeah, I don't know why I like imagine him walking around like a city street with like a satchel, but like Maybe. the satchel's all he has. He's just fur and yeah, I don't know. It's the it's the it's the monkey man part, you know. You're like he's yeah. got business to do. Yeah, he's like I'm going I'm going on errands. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, that's the BTM. I love How about the BTM. That? How about that? It's the BTM. Yeah. You, you want to hear about the the Abawaku. The Maybe. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's a creature from Malay mythology. It's the beast that lives in the steps of the Tower of Victory, found in Chittor, India. Ooh. A lot of Asian countries today. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, it's uh, from the top of which one can see the loveliest landscape in the world, apparently. So really? it's like guarding this view. <laughs> I guess that's it's like it's it's cause uh, when when it waits it lies shapeless and translucent but when someone passes it awakes all right mm-hmm. and when when a man starts you know climbing it follows close behind it and as it goes further it's clearer and more colorful right giving off a blue light as it ascends okay and when the climber reaches the top uh, with the creature the aboaku. Uh, reaches perfection and achieves nirvana. What? And, what? And has and his acts don't cast any shadow. Uh, most times, the man cannot reach the top, and the creature, and, and you know, the creature can't do the perfection. So I guess it's a journey you take with this creature. Let, let me just show you a, a rendition of what this looks like. It looks like a Pokemon. Yes. It looks exactly like a Pokemon with like limbs made of a mace. Yeah, and its head you know what is I mean? a mace, and it it's, has no feet. It's like Mewtwo, but like in a goth phase. Is crazy, but yeah, apparently that's that's the myth. I like that though. <laughs> that's so, the shortest of all, but yeah, it's like wow. There's enlightenment in this one. It's tell like me a this. journey you take with it together. What's its deal? You know, what's the deal with this guy? The origin, I guess, is it's Malaysia mythology, right? In one version, the tower was an inter-home gateway by gods. 
Oh. And the Abawa Q was, uh, was uh, you know, he, he was just chilling there. Okay. Uh, those gods that were caught in his home when they... Uh, apparently, he was like a gatekeeper for the gods, too. All right? Uh, and when they were caught in the home, the gateway was closed. So he was kind of like the the gatekeeper of the gods and humanity. Okay. Because it was caught in the world. And he needed to be able to cross over into his own home, and it has become attached and dependent on human behavior, beliefs, and karma. But, oh, it believes in karma, you say. I guess so he's a gatekeeper for the gods, and now he's like, I love humans. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> so I'm going to chill here and just ascend these stairs with him. Okay, cool. I mean, if I saw that thing, I would be out. Like, wherever I'm at, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back, and I never want to see it again. I don't know, man. But people, like, follow. Like, the myth follows, like, that people would make a pilgrimage to this place. It's, he's like a holy figure. But all you really see is the top of, of this, this tower and a beautiful view. The most beautiful view in the world, apparently. The view of the gods. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't get much better than the view of the gods, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. by bland, ge- like, general acknowledgement of that term. It's perfect. Yeah. It's the view of the gods. Apparently he's supposed to be some sort of, like, bodhisattva figure and, like, you reach nirvana with him. But apparently a common problem is that uh, every human on Earth has sinned. And I thought that was more of, like, a Christian thing, but apparently it's in this, too. Uh, and is therefore not pure and has not reached the Aboa-Q's state enlightenment. Therefore, the Aboa Q cannot attain its own perfection and reach the top of the tower. So maybe it's just, I, I don't know, man. its They're saying you can make it, they're saying you can't. Now it's saying that everyone's dirty and sinful, and the Aboa Q can't even reach enlightenment, but that's his whole deal. Meanwhile, he's gatekeeping the gods, and he loves our culture. It sounds like it's just this weird philosophical being. Yeah, and he looks like a Pokemon. Like, he's not, I don't even really know what to expect. Like, I don't think he's real, but I don't think he's fake. Yeah. He's an image, <laughs> he's a He's a topa, I guess, if you will. Yeah, you I mean, know? yeah, we're talking about him. He's a weird... We're feeding the tulpa that is this goth Mewtwo. He's just an image of a fucking, of a mace that grew arms in a weird leg bubble, and he teaches you how to achieve nirvana. Yeah. Okay. And he's coming out of a pile of goo. That's also him, but he's making a form, and then you don't make it to the stairs. He turns back into translucent goo. Kind of like Slimer from Ghostbusters, you know? Exactly like Slimer. That was that was his name, I think, right? Slimy Boy? Yeah, the green maybe? guy. You know, yeah. He's real fucking the one who's, green. He's like, shh. Ah! Like, he screams after saying shush. What? Which, uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm talking about the guy, he was eating all the, the food in the hotel, you know, the big fat yeah, big tongue slob. Man. Tongue boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he always, he's, he somehow became like the poster child for all the future Ghostbusters. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, there, there's got to be a fat green guy Everyone that loved him. Eat. Yeah. That was the American version of uh, a boa acue. A boa acue. I like that. that. That's an interesting one because it's, again, it's like a... It's like a mythical creature monster almost, but it's somehow just elusive enough enough for us to claim it's a cryptid. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I only have one more, and it's like a, a stupid one that's fun. So All right. you want to go now? No, no, you know what? Just lay it on us. Lay it on us. So jackalope. I got, I got one more, and we it'll, you know, it'll... it'll It'll talk for us. It's the jackalope. Everyone knows this. Oh, dude, I Everyone knows the fucking jackalope. I always thought it was real because it was in that one Scooby-Doo movie where they're like, get the jackalope. And I was like, cool. I was like, wow. That's a cool thing. And then one day someone was like, those aren't real. I was like, are you sure? Dude, you can't go into a shop with like taxidermied animals without finding one of these. No, you can't. Yeah. It's impossible. They're everywhere. It's a mythical animal of North American folklore. I want it. It's also known as Lepus... Temperamentalus. Ooh, they even Temperamentalus. Like a, like a scientific name. Yeah, right? It, it, it's so convincing. How lucky. It's described as a jackrabbit with antelope uh, or, you know, pronghorn horns or deer antlers. Yes. And sometimes a pheasant's tail and often hind legs. The word jackalope is a portmanteau of jackrabbit and antelope, you know. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's just a fucking rabbit with antlers. 
Yeah, pretty Isn't much. Isn't that fun? Explanations. It's possibly it's it's possible that the tales of the jackalopes were inspired by sightings of rabbits infected with shope pipa wait papilomo. Papilloma. Papilloma virus. Oh, papilloma, okay. Yeah. Where apparently they grow uh tumors that look like antlers. What? That seems like <laughs> so a Isn't cop-out. that like a super sad thing behind this kind of lighthearted knick-knack sort of thing you find at gas stations? I feel like that seems like such a cop-out. They're like, no, nah, it's just a tumor. It's like, those are fucking antlers. No, no, it's papilloma. It's tumor. <laughs> that doesn't... No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't... Apparently, they, it was talked about by, like, cowboys around the fire in, like, the early days of the Old West. Ooh, okay. You know, like, they would be like, yeah, there's rabbits out there with antlers, and can you believe that? You're never going like, to believe this, Billy the like, Kid. Wow. It's said that a jackalope may be caught by putting a flask of whiskey out at night. Are you sure a jackalope's not just like a homeless guy? Yeah, the jackalope will drink its fill of the whiskey, and its intoxication will make it easier to hunt. I mean, yeah, it's probably it going to pass out. It's a fucking rabbit yeah. that just drank whiskey. Yeah, whiskey's pretty, pretty heavy. A human will drink a flask full of whiskey and pass out. A fucking jackrabbit with horns is going to do even more. Dude, I love that America just fucking, like, bought into this so hard. Because, like, there's places around the U.S. that still claim to this day that jackalope meat tastes similar to lobster. Oh, really? So they're just, like, buying in. They're complete. They're in. Why lobster, though? Like, you can compare it to anything, but you compare it to, like, a crustacean. Not even, like, chicken. You know, everything is like, oh, it tastes like chicken, you know? Dude, you know what? You know what's fun about them? They're they're badass. They're metal. Uh, they are said to be very dangerous, and that they uh, they they breed during electrical storms, including hail. That's that's all. <laughs> that's that's why no one ever sees them. Because yeah, when you're in your house hunkering down because it's coming down, they're out there fucking and getting shit done. Yeah, that's that's where they thrive. Okay, I could multiply even. I could buy that, maybe, maybe, okay, I don't know. Yeah, but, jackalope, that's the nice little fun thing. Yeah, the jackalope, you know, it is what it is, it's present. Um, I didn't know about the occasional pheasant's tail. I also didn't know about the electrical storm sex. <laughs> yeah, me either, or the, the, the alcohol or anything. Yeah, that is fun. You know? I gotta say, that is fucking I fun. I did learn more about jackalope, I thought I knew everything about jackalopes. Because really all I thought that there was to it was, it's a rabbit with antlers. That's all. But I now just they thought have it was su- that. They have such crazy lives outside of that. Oh, yeah. They like whiskey. They, they, like do, whiskey. they do like the drink. I can't say they don't. All right. All right. Let's get into your maybe extended yeah. sort of small description. This one, uh, yeah, we're just, this one we'll, we'll talk about for a minute. I think this might be probably the most realistic uh, cryptid that's ever existed. Um, I feel like it's. You know, obviously it could be blown out of proportion, but all in all, it seems to be the most viable, and that would be the Chupacabra, okay? Mickey Mantle of cryptids. And I cannot believe that it's not something we've discussed previously. Um, I'm sure it's been brought up in a past episode, like in passing, but we've never actually talked about the Chupacabra. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it earlier today. Like, we've both kind of just been under the assumption, like, oh, it's, it's like a wild dog. Like, what What could there be to it? Yeah. You know, but but apparently you found some stuff. So, not even necessarily. I'm going to talk about the basics. And I didn't know this. Um, the first actual sighting that was reported and openly discussed was in 1995. What? Yeah. I thought this was this went back, like, years. No, well, this was, no, take it into account. You know, th- this could have been a folklore thing. But the first time this was openly talked about in public and reported to somebody other than just their neighbor was in the year 1995. Oh, it's like, so do you think it's like a, a cultural thing, like with, with skinwalkers? Like, we don't talk about that. It could be. Um, there's typically no, like, taboo on just, like, ca- talking about it. It's not like, yeah, Voldemort or a fucking skinwalker. Yeah. It's yeah, like, Tom it's just Riddle. a chupacabra, okay? Yeah. Um, typically, it's a, a dog-like creature, um... On very, very rare occasions, okay, it's described as almost alien-like with reptilian-slash-lizard-like skin. Um, There's a lot of different things, but the sightings had kind of been circulating since the 1970s, 
And since then, since the 70s, so we're looking at about 51 years, give or take, it has gone from all the way from like the southwest part of North America, uh, Mexico area. It's gone across the ocean to Russia, up the continent to Maine, and down into Chile. Okay, and even into the Philippines. Okay. This is a Russian chupacabra? Yes. Yes. So the story takes us back to the year 1975. And this is what I was talking about, where it's like it was around and, you know, talked about, but it wasn't something that people outside of the area were familiar with, you know? Yeah. It's like keep, keep it close. Yeah. So close in, to your heart. In the town of Mocha. What an interesting name. Mocha. <laughs> we had Java earlier. We got Mocha now. Uh huh. A series of livestock killings happened in the area, and they were attributed to the vampire of Mocha. Okay, nobody was, was like, whatever. Um, it sounds like Count Chocula. Originally, like, the local authorities and townspeople thought that this was committed by a satanic cult, but then as more killings were reported around the island, and then, like, more farms started stepping up and saying, like, you know what the fuck? Our animals are getting blood dry completely. I just imagine them as like the the townspeople in the most recent Halloween movie. Yeah, just like, like what the, the hell? We're sick of this. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Um, but yeah, so this kept happening, and the one common trope, well, two tropes: the animals were drained of their blood, and they were left with a series of small circular incisions. Okay. And they were all over the body, like the stomach, the neck, you know, wherever. It, it, it wasn't always okay, yeah. in one spot. That was going to be my next question. Um, so the first reported attack that was attributed to the Chupacabra was in March of 1995. And this was when eight sheep were discovered dead in Puerto Rico. Each of them with three circular puncture wounds in the chest area. And they were all reportedly completely drained of their blood. Three. That's weird. A few months later, in August of 1995, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentino reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of Canovanas, where as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed in the year. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like so many. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Chupacabra... For those of you that don't know, uh, it literally translates to the goat sucker. Um, in Spanish, <laughs> yeah. chupar means to suck, and cabras means goat. So it's to suck goats. That's what it means. It's the goat sucker. Yeah, a lot of playful names today. I like it. Yeah. Um, so in 2011, there was a guy named Benjamin Radford. And he started and led a five-year investigation into the Chupacabra. And he documented it all in his book called Tracking the Chupacabra. Who was funding that? Himself, I assume. Badass. Um, conclu he concluded that the description given by the original eyewitness in Puerto Rico, Madeline Tolentino, was based on the creature Sill in the 1995 science fiction horror film Species. The alien creature Sill in the movie is nearly identical to the chupacabra that the eyewitness recounts and that she said that she had seen the movie before her report. It was a creature that looked like a chupacabra with spines on its back and all. The resemblance to the chupacabra was really impressive, Tolentino reported. And this led him to believe, he's like, okay, so she saw this movie and then she saw this animal and she's like, that thing looked just like that in that movie. <laughs> So this, this bitch might have been a little crazy. Just like, never mind the acid I took before I watched the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this led to the point of being that the most important Chupacabra description and sighting cannot be trusted because of that. Okay? Okay. Now, with that being said, it's been throughout the years. The years. I'm telling you, the years. This thing has been sighted all over, and it's pretty common. It's a dog-like creature on very rare occasions, it looks and shares similarities to, like, reptiles. Um, Dude, I didn't know that reptile thing. And, like, immediately when you said that, I just pictured, like, a Komodo dragon's torso with, like, dog legs. A little bit, Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it's like a small dog. It's like an agile reptile. dinosaur dog. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That, that's that kind of, like, sucks the middle blood. ground. Sucks goats. Um, interestingly enough... 
In late October of 2010, at the University of Michigan, biologist Barry O'Connor concluded that all chupacabra reports in the United States were simply able to be chalked up to coyotes infected with the parasite Sarcoptis scabiel. Are we We, sure it wasn't a thunderbird? We don't know that. I'm not writing that off yet. Oh, good Lord. But keep in mind this, okay? So this Sarcoptis scabiel, or scabiel, or scabie, or whatever, fucking this disease, um, these symptoms would explain most of the features of a chupacabra. Because when you suffer from this disease and you're a coyote, you're left with very little fur, thickened skin, and a very strong odor that permeates from your body. Interesting. I always like, because, yeah, that, like, like I was saying earlier, like we always just thought it was kind of like a dog, but I always heard it was like a dog with mange. A little you know, bit. And like it's just like a street dog, so it smells bad. And this, taking that into account, this further explains why they would eat livestock because typically a wild dog or a coyote would hunt, you know, like rabbits or maybe even a small deer, things like that. But if they're sick and infected, they would be weakened physically. So hunting is kind of not really an option, so it's easier to go for livestock where they're not going to fucking run. Perfect example. Um, obviously, you know, the being drained of their blood entirely, it it's never been fully corroborated. You know, it's a story people like to share. It is an interesting thing that reappears in a lot of the stories we cover, especially like Skinwalker Ranch. Uh-huh. Just like cord out assholes of cows and then there's just no blood in them uh-huh. and there's no blood around you know right and then the chupacabra's doing the same thing maybe it's a skinwalker ranch sort of interdimensional bigfoot thing yeah who knows and then people will say they're like well how do you explain you know the hole and it's like well the only way a canine could ever attack would be with its mouth so any if it's trying to attack it's gonna bite yeah right? yeah now with that being said this is just a little conversational piece on it. The chupacabra can be a real thing. There's a lot of explanations that kind of go against that thought, and it leans more towards the side of make-believe or uh, exaggeration. Well, how could it be a thing, though? Well, you never know. It could be a giant bird. That's it's all a thunderbird. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's always the answer. But yeah, that is, in a nutshell, that's the chupacabra. It's I been around, it, it, it'll stay around, and it just likes to kill. Pretty recent one, dude. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. By our standards today, that was very, very recent. I yeah. mean, I'm talking within our lifetime. Not or, many are well, like... Not ours, but people around our age's lifetime. Yeah, I mean, not many like cryptids like gain popularity and maintain it like... With like you said, within our lifetimes, like Mothman, it's like that's pretty crazy. That happened back in the '60s, but now it's in Chicago. I'm still worried about Chicago. What's gonna happen? What's he warning us about? I don't go there because you of don't that. go there. I no. go there like twice a week. I don't go there simply because of that. Mothman <laughs> has beef with that city, and I don't want to be involved in that. Mostly the airport, it seems. Don't fly. I'm not O'Hare. getting the crosshairs of that fucking fight. No, oh, yeah, I'm gonna lose. Well, maybe. But, yeah, it is interesting, dude. I, I did not know that the Chupacabra, like, gained notoriety in the 90s. Yeah. It's like a, a year before I was born. It's a relatively recent development in the world of cryptids. I mean, a lot of this shit, yeah, it's hundreds of years old. And not saying that the Chupacabra isn't, but it's really kind of become prominent within the last 30 yeah, years or so. it's in the limelight. But, yeah, so that that's our episode on cryptids. Cryptozoology. What's Mitch, Mitch saying? Mitch I is super to close in. to your face right now. You guys, you guys didn't talk about the giant turtle from Indiana. No, giant turtle from Indiana, huh? I remember hearing something about that. I think I saw it on a YouTube video. What's it? It doesn't have a name. It was like the size of a minivan. It's the beast of Busco. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's like real though. That's not even a cryptid. I don't yeah, dude, think. they like found that. Thing. Yeah, that's like a real live turtle. That was that's like just a like thing, an anomaly. I remember reading about that, and it was it's interesting. It's a, just a massive snapping turtle, was it not? How big was yeah. it? Like what? Compare it to something funny. Yeah, give me what, a good what's size. the size of it? Uh, estimated at five hundred pounds. Okay. Okay. All right, but like like visually. Like, what's it like? Is it like a smart car? Like a 500-pound dinner plate? (laughs) It's like a 500-pound animal. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, wow. it's like a mini horse cow monster. Like, what fraction of my minivan would it be? Two thirds. Two thirds. That's a big fucking turtle. I'm saying two thirds. That's my guess. God damn. Let's see, what's the image? (laughs) That's like a drawing. There's a pterodactyl in that picture, Mitch. No, that's a swan. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah, that's a swan. I think it's a thunderbird. I don't think it's that big, but I, you know, I respect it. There's nothing for reference in that photo. It's just coming out of the water. It's a 500-pound turtle. It's a big turtle. I'm still impressed, but I just want a better picture. The Beast of Busco, baby. (laughs) That's not a real picture. Well, go to that one on the magazine that says "Reader." That one—that's oh your wait, scale right there. Wait, let me see that. He's toppling buildings. Oh my god! Is he wearing headphones? Like Beats headphones? He's toppling buildings. This guy's oh, his teeth. This it's guy his, means his business. His teeth are inside of his head. This guy wow. means fucking business. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna keep doing these like cryptid, like hodgepodges, you know, throughout whenever. Oh yeah. Because there's there's an endless supply of them. Oh, yeah, and they're you know? going to keep coming out eventually, you know? And, like, none of them warrant a full episode, but I love these episodes. No, they're fun, it's they're a fun insightful, little, you know, whatever. And you get to explore the world around you. But with that being said, that's effectively our episode for the week. Yeah, watch out for the Yahool! Watch out for all these motherfuckers. Yeah, the magician's guy. Just don't go up to anyone that looks like Frankenstein. No, yeah, you, you would avoid that guy anyway. Yeah. But we will be back next week with a hot new episode for you guys, as we always are. Steaming. It'll burn you. You will enjoy it just as you've enjoyed all of our episodes, haven't you? Cause you're, Skin grafts. You're nothing but episode whores. In your you future. love this shit. Yeah. It's good, though. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because we're starting a cult, and you're Grant, and I'm Jake, and Mitch was here. Yes, we and are. you can follow us on all the shit. It's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and then we have YouTube. And there's Patreon. It's down below. There's a link there. We have extra episodes up there, and we'll give you a shirt. Just go down there, become an elite member of the cult, and uh, we're on. You know, uh, email, email us about the necrophilia thing. I guess if you oh, want, yeah. look us up. Maybe don't send pictures, but like no, maybe yeah. <laughs> for the love of God, but, please uh, don't do that. You guys have opened a can of worms. Yeah, we keep. I mean, we already asked for OJ to come to our house. We're we're not asking for anything good, but give it to us. Yeah, hook give us it up. to us, all right, and hook us up with a connection to OJ because why not? That'd be funny. OJ motherfucking Simpson, he did it, and he's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not a cryptid. Hey, he's real life horror. If he really did it, why was he acquitted? Well, you got me there because the glove didn't fit. You got me there because Mitch. they fucking froze it and it shrunk. Nah, he's innocent. Hey, Mitch has proved me all my thoughts wrong. He's innocent. Yeah. He didn't do it. He's as innocent as Casey Anthony. He didn't do it. Yeah. Now he's just golfing and making hilarious uh, videos on the Twitter. Yeah, he is a good internet presence to have. I would be sad if he was in jail. (laughs) He's he's the Uh, fucking true crime version of the Mitch. All I know is if he talks shit about you, you have fucked up. Yeah, if he doesn't like you, it's like, man... A murderer is talking shit about you, man. Yeah. He's the true crime version of something I forgot. Mitch, fuck you. Also, interrupted me. That's okay. Ah, uh, he's something. Care. What is it? You know. We'll never know. A turkey man. Turkey man. There we, we go. We will talk to you guys next week. I love you all very much and enjoy yourselves. It's true. Oh, it was the, the uh, now watch this drive video. What? Yeah, George, George Bush, motherfucker. Come oh, on. okay. Now okay. watch this drive. Now watch his drag. Anyway, so that was the bad joke. All right. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bananas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.